This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Uh, vaccinations, you know, the season is upon us, the flu season. They come out with whatever it is, the strain of flu uh, that they've identified. And it seems that increasingly people are choosing not to vaccinate on a seasonal basis their kids because they believe whatever they believe, I guess, is that somehow it could be toxicity. It could be that they're not trusting the medical establishment. Uh, they've got misinformed from uh, the interwebs or whatever the case may be. So uh, the chief medical officer of health, uh, Eileen Davila here in the city, as well as the chairman of the board of health, uh, Joe Cressy, the counselor, are saying there ought to be a no exemptions policy on vaccinations religious, medical, or philosophical reasons, you can't opt out unless it's truly extraordinary circumstances. Maybe you need a ministerial letter or something like that. Uh, how do we feel about that? Is that a, a good idea to make sure? I'll start with you, Adam, because you've got kids. Apparently you're... Uh, you're well, we all have kids. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've... We actually have three kids, and we also foster babies with the Children's Aid Society here in Toronto. So we're uh, hyper aware of the need to protect uh, our kids and other kids uh, in the school system, in the you know extracurricular sports system, and then other you know other children in the community. So, uh, in in terms of exemptions, I, I think it it should be only extreme medical circumstances as opposed to things. I don't know. I, I can't speak from experience whether people I know have used the religious or philosophical exemption uh, and how it's they use it. It's trending higher though. Twenty uh, percent plus. Twenty. I thought it was. I thought it was in Canada. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was much lower than that. No, here. that's the surprise. It used to be, and now that's why I say the trajectory is to the side where a lot of people, uh, I guess, don't have confidence in the medical establishment or they think for some reason if everybody else is immunized. Well, I, I'm not the, the most educated parent. Everybody who becomes a parent all of a sudden thinks, I, I've got this. You know, we've been <laughs> parenting for thousands of years, but I think, I, I think I've got it. You know, I'm not the most educated, but we do do a little bit more research, and we've been living with babies now for... 21 years. Mm. Uh, and so for me, it's like, if you're, if you are going to ask for that exemption, I think there maybe should be some educational course you need to take to be sure that you've read information from a consistent approved source in terms of what, of what these vaccinations mean for the world and for your immediate community. All right. Well, the immediate community is really, I guess, uh, ground zero because a lot of parents are concerned, as I heard yeah. before you got here. But government compulsion to be vaccinated, is that a slippery slope or any danger there? Or is it just prudent health planning, Mike? Well, look, I think it's something we got to watch. You know, I'm always very leery about, uh, you know, you know, uh, saying that you government can compel you to do something like this. But uh, it is a concern, and it's not just your own choice that you're making. Uh, you know, it can have real implications for others, uh, you know. Um, so so it's concerning. I think the government needs to watch this really closely. Uh, I think medical grounds, for, for you know, for sure, sh- you know, should be should be the, the high mark on this. And I don't know what we can do to just sort of increase the rigor around making that choice. Uh, philosophical, you know, just frankly doesn't sound, uh, you know, <laughs> rigorous enough. Uh, but, um, uh, I, you know, I hope the government takes it seriously. And if these trends continue, then we might have to be... Uh, we might have to be more serious in our approach. Well, that's what they're getting to. Uh, philosophical means, I don't like needles, no. Uh, <laughs> so that's my philosophical base. Adrian Batra, though, uh, as an idea, you know, I mean, Eileen Davila and uh, Joe Cressy are fully behind this. I'm just throwing chum in the water here. <laughs> so uh, can you support their idea? I am. You better keep this tape. <laughs> um, this will be probably the first and only time I'm going to agree with Joe Cressy. Mm. I, this anti-vaxxer movement, 
I have an idea for them. Mm. Let's let's take them all. Let's ship them up north with their with their infected children and get them out of this general population because they are That's putting exactly us all like at risk. Exactly what Presti wanted to. Do. Well, I, I'm making <laughs> giving them suggestions. They're putting us all at risk. They're putting, um, you know, every aspect of my child, your child, who has gone through and gotten the vaccination because we understand that this is good for society and humanity. Um, There is a massive problem. I don't think it's I don't know if it's the millennials and and it's maybe my age group, you know, the 43, 45 plus type group of parents right now that think, um, you know, maybe I don't need to do this for my kid because, you know, there's the chemicals and it's poison and it's Mm. all of this BS um, that is causing and affecting the rest of us. It is disturbing. It is wrong. And frankly, it's criminal to a degree. I got a letter from the city of Toronto. Um, my son just started grade five and um, his medical, he's been vaccinated, but, but he's at a certain age now where he doesn't have to be vaccinated for another five years, right? Is that time frame? They're like, your son's medical records have not been updated. Uh, he will be expelled from school X in 14 days. And I mean, I was alarmed by this. What do these parents think that, you know, their child getting mumps or measles or, or whatever, Oh, it's okay. It's fine. It's acceptable. No, it's not acceptable. And disclose, too. That's the other thing. Disclose. That's interesting you mentioned. I just wanted to uh, correct something I said earlier. I believe it was primarily the flu vaccine, but you're right. It's MMR uh, that's being considered. Yeah, all of it. Now, uh, what you just said is intriguing because notwithstanding that Joe Cressy wants to ship them up or you're going to give him the idea to ship them all all up to the end, you would like to see disclosure and identify the kids who have not been vaccinated? I think that there should, there has to be a disclosure to the school. There has to be, there should be full disclosure. Well, where do we go from there? If they're disclosing to the school and the other parents don't know, it's like a blind study. Don't you want the kid wearing a scarlet letter to school or something on their lunchbox so that the parents can decide if they want to pull their kid out of there? Kids talk in school. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to find out who that kid Uh, is. Adam, does it make sense to identify these kids? Well, I don't know about sending them up to everybody. And this is heard, uh, I'm sure, online or streamed in northern parts of this country. That was like, don't send them here. What do you, uh, you know? (laughs) And nobody's going to travel with their sports team to play against the anti-vaxxers. Like uh, those teams will have to play all of their hockey, basketball, volleyball against uh, each other. They'll cough on you. There's there's enough shaming uh, for kids uh, in the school environment. So I'm not sure uh, how to identify this uh, without putting it on the kids because it's not the kids making this decision and kids have a tough enough time in school as it is uh, socially uh, and there's all sorts of challenges and obstacles that they have to confront with athleticism and academics uh, this is a parent's decision so uh, them then yeah so well you know when you're saying that it looks like I've got a consensus here but I heard from some people who uh, sounded like they were you know very compassionate and conscientious parents who called in before you got here and said first of all the efficacy is not a hundred percent it's hit and miss well I'm just telling you what I heard and so uh, if these are still considered responsible adults slash parents you're shaking your head Adrian that, there's no they, license to have children. I'm sorry, you were putting your child at risk. We we could talk about the efficacy of like the 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 seasonal flu shot. Mm. Um, you know, does it work? You know, do we all need to have it or not have it? But when we're talking about um, mumps. Uh, for mumps, measles, uh, measles, and rubella, and and the, the, these pieces, I mean, there's just no choice. Like the 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 science is settled. Uh, I you know. 
show me a doctor's note, a credible doctor's note, and, and we can have a conversation. But um, given you're putting the, your kids in, in our schools, um, uh, that, 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 is a public, that is a public health risk. Uh, we do make other, you know, other decisions. I don't know if this is a perfect parallel, but we put fluoride in the water, you know, because we think it's a good thing to do. I mean, that's to, it's not even the same order of magnitude, but you can't opt out. And maybe there's just some stuff you really can't, shouldn't be allowed to opt out of. Well, you can opt out by just buying bottled water, and some people do because they consider fluoride to be like rat poison. And yeah. that's why we've seen this um, increased uh, cavities and, and gum disease and teeth disease in, in municipalities where they have taken the fluoride out of the water. Well, and to your point uh, that, you know, some people are being uh, playing fast and loose with the, the medical data that seems like the jury is in. Measles are on the comeback. Last year we had that spate out there in uh, B.C., I guess, and a few incidents here in Ontario, but uh, globally as well, they're making a, you know, a comeback. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.